everybody. This is Cassandra and welcome to another episode. I am so happy to bring you a new message today. Hopefully it is something that will be food for your soul and perhaps even uplift your spirits. And wherever you are, I certainly hope you are treating yourself as well as each other very well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Again, I do have a good message for you. Uh, Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. But I want to talk about how sometimes contemplating forgiveness can sometimes be very hard, especially when the narcissist is pulling a lot of shenanigans. Okay, you know, they're doing a lot of things that may get on your nerves. It may be very painful. Um, But when you are contemplating forgiveness, well, really, that goes for all of us. When a person is contemplating forgiveness, it's often a process a process of forgiveness. There are several steps that takes place. Very often, you know, a person can overlook those steps and it can keep them stuck in the sunken place of a narcissistic relationship. So, you know, I like to look at the perfect polarity. The perfect polarity reflects a parallel reality, okay, that is on another level especially when you're talking about the narcissistic relationship. But first, I want to talk about the process of forgiveness. Okay, so what's the process? That means there are certain steps that you have to look at. Step number one, where are you right now? Where are you in the relationship? Where are you as far as like in your own life? What condition are you in? I don't mean to make it sound so melodramatic, but it is kind of serious, though, when you look at it. When you look at the toll that narcissistic relationships tend to take on a person, you've gone through a whole lot. When I was dealing with uh, relationships, right, with cluster personality types, yeah, it took a toll. Eventually, it did. And I had to start thinking about some things. So when it comes down to the process of forgiveness in other words contemplating forgiving forgiving a narcissist this is not something you have to do now I know there's a lot of talk out there that says you must forgive but I think that that puts the pressure on a person to do something that he or she perhaps is not ready or prepared to do forgiving especially the unforgivable is not easy So when it comes down to the process of forgiveness, the few steps that a person ought to take, unfortunately, is often overlooked, especially when they're contemplating forgiving the narcissistic relationship or the narcissist in particular. Some people, they have several people that they have concluded are narcissists. They have hurt them. They have been played by them, you know, shafted or or after actually they have been sabotaged okay something as far as trying to invest in a relationship but finding out is not getting that person anywhere because the narcissist is fixed in their buckery I think you can you know just replace that B with an F all right the narcissist often is fixed in that regard When we look at the DSM-5, what we find out is that 
there's a such a thing called cluster B personality, which tends to be what? Fixed. It's not flexible. It doesn't tend to want to adapt in order to get along well with others. It's fixed. So the process of forgiveness, step number one, again, right? (laughs) So looking at where you are. Financially, where are you? What condition are you in financially? Spiritually, same thing. Emotionally, so on and so forth. Where are you and what condition are you in right now? Before you try to forgive the narcissist. Sometimes a person can put the the cart before the horse or the, the wagon before the horse. That's why sometimes a person is angry after they have so-called forgiven the narcissist. Because, first of all, a narcissist doesn't validate anyone. So a person may discover, hey, I forgave the narcissist, but I, I haven't been validated. Some people get to the point where they may not care about that. They may not care whether or not the narcissist validates. Okay? Especially after they have forgiven. I want to get to that word forgiveness and break it down a little bit later in the episode. When we go over step number one, though, that's one of the things that I really want everybody to pay attention to. The reality of looking at where you are when you're contemplating forgiveness. After all, that is a part of it. Where are you? What can you handle right now? What have you endured? What where have you what have you handled? How have you dealt with the narcissistic relationship in general? What toll did it take on you? See, believe it or not, a lot of people don't even consider that when they're talking about forgiving the narcissist. They don't think about what they've gone through. They don't think they don't look at it. Because they want to be a good person. Then nothing wrong with wanting to be a good person or being a good person. But being a good person is what the narcissist often exploits. When a person gets busy, you know, um, expressing, right? And I say this very often, you know, in my videos on the Luminous Star channel. When a person starts to express, the narcissist often gets busy with exploiting their capacity to express emotions, So you're, you know, let's just say, for instance, you're emotional and, you know, you're forgiving the narcissist and you're emotional about it and everything. But the narcissist is very stoic, cold, maybe even indifferent. This is why the narcissist often does not appreciate a person's ability to be loyal, yet alone appreciative of him or her of forgiving, you know, uh, offenses, slights or what have you painful words, painful uh, or or wicked deeds. See, the narcissist doesn't care about that. In other words, the narcissist cares not if you forgive him or her or not. They don't care about that. As long as they're getting the source supply. Sometimes when a person forgives narcissists, the narcissist does get the source supply. Sometimes not. In other words, it can go the other way around. This is often why I say That forgiveness or contemplated forgiveness is a very intimate and personal thing. This is what I found out. So it has nothing to do with the narcissist or whomever you want to forgive. 
forgiving someone, see, really, it, it, it kind of be tricky. Forgiveness has nothing to do with anyone else but the person who chooses to forgive or even contemplate forgiveness. It's very intimate. It's very personal. Step number two in the process of forgiveness and contemplating forgiveness. Step number two is... Are you being pressured to consider that? Are you being pressured to forgive? Sometimes this is what narcissists will do. They will recruit people to play the dysfunctional role of a flying monkey. Sometimes the flying monkey's mission is to get you to forgive the narcissist well before you're, you're ready to or able to. Yeah. Some people think that, oh, just forgive him. Well, or just forgive her. Well, it's not as easy as some people may think because sometimes the unforgivable has been committed by the narcissist. They have done certain things that, yeah, most people on the planet will say, wow, you know, that's unforgivable. How did you forgive that? And sometimes people will find out that they're still angry. They're still upset about what happened. And what I've learned is that sometimes that's because they haven't been validated in the first place. The narcissist hasn't heard them out, didn't validate them. So that's the second step in contemplating forgiveness. Okay, so of course you want to find out who you are, where you are, what condition you are in before you try to forgive. But the second thing that has to happen is you have to realize certain things, right? There's certain clarity you know, things you have to become clear about. And that is, what what do you what are you forgiving? The narcissist has not even asked for forgiveness. Most of the time a narcissist will not ask for forgiveness. Why? Because they have a strong sense of entitlement to the source supply. They don't think they've done anything to be forgiven for. Wow, what a revelation, right? <laughs> what a revelation. A lot of narcissists, when you just sit back and study them, when you watch them, they don't, they don't often, this is why a lot of narcissists don't ask for forgiveness from an authentic place. They may blurt that out to try to control and to try to get you to stay in the relationship. Oh yeah, they'll do that. But from an authentic place, this is often why narcissists do not tend, or those with a narcissistic personality tend to not ask for forgiveness. You got to remember most narcissists have a strong sense of entitlement. So that's the last thing that they're going to, they're not going to look at it that way. That they, they're not going to be in such a vulnerable or humble position, first of all, if they can help it. Okay. Sometimes this is when uh, the creator ha- will step in. Okay. And humble the narcissist. <laughs> but anyway, uh, narcissists often do not, from an authentic place, ask for forgiveness because, first of all, they tend to justify what they do to hurt other people. They tend to have a different perspective than any, anyone else does or everyone else does in a relationship. They tend to view it as they didn't do or say anything that will render forgiveness. Therefore, they're not going to ask for forgiveness. But guess what? One of the things that happens in a relationship with narcissists is that we give too much. I'm just speaking in general. When I say we, you know, I'm just speaking in general. 
we are, we are, you know, some of us who have been in relationship with narcissists, we have had that revelation. We give, we give too much or we gave too much, right? So what happens? The narcissist is taking and taking, exploiting and taking. That comes naturally to the narcissist. What comes naturally to you? To give, to love, to uplift, to support, to nourish. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. There's nothing wrong with you having the capacity to love, to nourish, to care, to befriend. Nothing. nothing there's nothing wrong. Your your capacity to be loyal, to be uh, committed, to be able to partner. If if it's a romantic situation, you know. But if it's a family situation, all of this applies. It applies. It's applicable. A friendship is applicable. Business partnership is is, is applicable. So if you're dealing with a narcissist and they are behaving as if what they did was right, and I'm talking about what they did as far as like how they treated you. It was a choice, however. They didn't have to treat you that way. I think that's a myth. Some people, okay, I'm not putting anybody down. Some people believe that the narcissist had to treat you that way. No, I, I don't see it that way. I think... They have free will to make choices, just like everyone else on the planet. We all have that. You know, Most High gave us that. The Creator gave us that. God gave it. However you want to uh, describe love. Sometimes I call God love. Okay? Sometimes I say the Creator. You all get the gist of it, I hope. Okay? So, Most High has given us that ability to make choices. We have the free will to make choices. A narcissist may have you believe otherwise. They had to do you like they did you. Bull is what I say. They made the choice. Just like you made the choice in how you dealt with it. Right? So, when it comes down to the process of forgiveness, it's a very real thing. Unfortunately, a lot of people overlook it, the steps. Where are they? Who are they? How come, how, how can they deal, or how, how have they been dealing with the narcissist relationship? And how are they going to move forward from that point? So, those are a couple of steps right there that people often overlook. Who are they? Where are they? What, what can they handle financially, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Where are they? Who are they? What condition are they in? Some people are not even, they don't realize that they're not, they're not even emotionally, pardon me, they're not even emotionally ready to forgive a narcissist. They're not even, they're not even ready for it. But then they jump out there and they do it and they wonder why they're still angry, why they're still hurt. The narcissist has not validated them. Not saying that this this is what's what has to happen before a person forgives. But the other thing that a person can get caught up in is the closure. The narcissist has to help them gain closure. Absolutely not. That's another myth. Some people have have put it in their brains, right? They have put it in their minds that the narcissist is responsible. Oh, yes, the narcissist is responsible for their actions. 
what they think, what they feel, the choices they make, what they do. Yeah, all of that. However, when it comes down to you choosing the closure, it's again, a personal and intimate thing. Forgiving someone is very intimate. It's very personal. It's all about you and no one else. So when a person is looking at the narcissist in question, or several of them, and they're contemplating forgiveness, that's one of the mistakes that a person can make. And that is to look at them or that person, right? The, whomever the narcissist is in your life or whomever they, whoever they were in your life, right? When you contemplated forgiveness, one of the things that may have come up is that you wanted them to help you gain closure. But then you realize that their very actions, the way that they are, right? The way the narcissist is wired has been revealing to you for quite some time that they are not capable of helping you gain closure. This is also why I say forgiveness is a very intimate and personal thing. Narcissists can do some very rotten things to other people. We, we A lot of us know this. And I am not, um, I am not overlooking that. And I can't over, I cannot do that because I have personal experience in this too. So I'm just sharing this with you today because I know a lot of people right now are tackling this one. They're, they're really, they're really going through it with this one. How do they forgive the narcissist? How do they forgive the narcissistic relationship that, that they had it, right? That they experienced it. How can they get past it? And now I want to talk about that polarity, that perfect polarity. That means where you are and where the narcissist is in the relationship. See, that polarity reflects a parallel reality that is on another level. The parallel reality of a narcissist relationship is that you are experiencing that relationship one way and the narcissist is experiencing it in another way. And it don't, it don't seem to match. But guess what? It's level. It's even. And I'm not I'm not belittling your experiences. Please don't get me wrong. The narcissist can do some rotten stuff. Okay? Can hurt people and cause a lot of damage. Now, what do I mean by is even and level? Well, just as much as you love, the narcissist can feel or have contempt. Let me break that down. Your capacity to love is equal to the narcissist's capacity to hate or to have contempt. Now I want you to picture the scales. Okay? Picture that. Take your love and take the narcissist's contempt and place it on the scales. When that scale stops weighing or, or it stops swinging, each each weight, right? It's going to come out even. It's going to come out level. When that scale stops swinging, when it stops bobbing up and down, you're going to find your capacity to love and the narcissist's capacity to contempt level, even. There's your polarity, the perfect polarity. The weight of your love 
is not lighter or heavier than the narcissist, than the weight of the narcissist's capacity to have contempt. It is the same weight. It is not it is not lighter or heavier than the other. The perfect polarity. It does reflect the the parallel reality of a narcissist relationship. And it does, the, the parallel reality is on another level. You know, we can experience the parallel reality pretty much in anything. You can experience something one way or perceive something one way while someone else can experience it and perceive it another. Parallel reality right there. So when it comes down to the narcissist relationship, though, the perfect polarity is is seen, it's felt. If it's not seen, it's at least felt. So your capacity to love and the narcissist's capacity to, to have contempt is actually equal. It's level. It's balance. The polarity right there. Now, this I'm not suggesting that the narcissist is right in what they do. Not at all. What I'm pointing out here is why when you're contemplating forgiveness, sometimes the anger and the pain creeps up after you have, say, forgiven, if you choose to forgive. Because nothing has changed. That's what I'm getting at here. The polarity. One is not heavier than the other. It's balanced. That's another reason why all of the stuff in your relationship with a narcissist doesn't change. All of the the the, the karma, the drama, all, it doesn't change. It stays the same. It's level. It's even. You're in 100. The narcissist is in 100 with their belief, with their perspective, with their capacity to either love or hate. It's 100 all in. So when you are coming together in that space and it's level and it's even and it's balanced it the, the situation will not change so you know this is something that uh, I had a revelation about quite some time ago okay and I just want to share that with you this is why some people are wondering why they feel like you know <laughs> they're on the hamster wheel right Spinning their wheels, all this energy is being used to try to please the narcissist, yet they feel like they're still losing against the narcissist. The narcissist's personality, first of all, is fixed. The key word is fixed. It's not adaptable. It's not flexible. It's not going to change. And then when you throw in there or factor in the, the entitlement, the strong sense of entitlement, well, then you may have to look at your strength to thrive forward. Another polarity. The narcissist's strong sense of entitlement versus your strength to thrive forward and grow past the narcissist's relationship. Starting just going right back around, okay, to forgiving, contemplating forgiveness. How can you forgive all of that? go through those steps there's a process of forgiveness and then when you're looking at the perfect polarity the perfect polarity does not suggest that it's good necessarily it doesn't suggest that it's bad it, it is what it is most of you have heard that phrase 
or that saying. It is what it is. This is why some of us may feel like we're climbing the walls when we're trying to figure the narcissist out, trying to figure out the crazy making. The key phrase is crazy making. They don't call it crazy making for nothing. It is designed to do just that, drive you right up the wall, drive you crazy. Because the way the narcissist relates to people sometimes can have you feeling a little baddie, feeling a little crazy, feeling like, (laughs) okay, the twilight zone effect, the parallel reality. It, It feels so surreal. You're not supposed to have it totally licked and figured out. You Don't waste time and energy trying to figure it out. You can have revelations. You can, you know, of course, when we all grow and learn and thrive forward, that's part of it. When the narcissist relationship is over, we have that clarity about certain things that when we were involved with the narcissist, we couldn't see. But now that the relationship is over, yeah, we, we start to realize certain things. We have clarity. We have a different perspective, perhaps. But that's that's what all of that is. When you're growing past the relationship, you accept that you have outgrown that relationship. You you thrive. You move on. Okay, that chapter is closed. You don't have the lot wife syndrome. And that is keep looking back. Ironically, when a person says they forgive a narcissist, it's not always the case. Why? Because they're making it about the narcissist. When really forgiving is a very personal and intimate thing. Don't make it about the narcissist. That is another way a narcissist sometimes can can <laughs> keep control in a relationship, believe it or not. The perfect polarity reflects a parallel reality on another level. Now I want to talk about old versus new contracts and priority lists. The narcissist sometimes don't even have anybody else on their priority list. Or let's just say you have felt like the narcissist has breadcrumbed you. They're, they're, in other words, they're not even... You're not even on their priority lists. They seem to put everybody else before you, yet they have these contracts. What are the terms of the contracts with a narcissist? This is another thing that's often overlooked when contemplating forgiving a narcissist. What are the terms of the contract? What about that imaginary contract that the narcissist has you, (laughs) you know, uh, co-signing? Right? You have to adhere to the policies of the contract. What contract? Most people don't even know because it's an imaginary contract in the mind of a narcissist. They create false images of others as well as have these imaginary contracts. Old versus new contracts and priority lists. Okay? So when a narcissist gets new supply, for instance, that's a new contract. They've already forfeited any of the terms, they have breached, pardon me, they have breached the contract with you when they get some with somebody else. Say this is a romantic situation. It could be a family situation. It could be a friend situation. It could be a business partnership. When they venture out and they're being dishonest about it, they're keeping it all in a secret, keeping you in the dark, in a sunken place, by the way. And they venture out and get someone else and get with somebody else. That's a new contract. And at that moment, they have breached the contract with you. When people contemplate forgiving a narcissist, they often overlook that. Which is why they feel angry after they have so-called forgiven the narcissist. Because they feel they, they see how they not they haven't been validated. And perhaps they rushed into forgiving 
narcissist. Nothing wrong with forgiveness in and of itself. A beautiful, beautiful concept. But when it when it, when we talk about how to contemplate forgiving a narcissist, that's a very real thing. How to contemplate forgiving narcissist relationship, that's a very real thing. It makes a big difference. When a person talk about effectively thriving forward. But how is a person going to thrive forward? Right? When they still feel stuck in a relationship with a narcissist. Even after the narcissist has long gone with new supply. New contracts. Versus old contract. They breached the old contract with you. Now they're going on to the new contracts. Priority list. You may at that time discover you were never on their priority list. But yet they were on yours. When it comes down to contemplating and forgiving the narcissist, when you have a priority list, when you have the list of people that you want to forgive, please make sure that the narcissist's name is not first. The narcissist's name doesn't belong on your list first. Yours does. Not saying that you did anything wrong. Put yourself first. That's one of the major lessons that I've learned in being in a narcissist relationship. Don't put the narcissist first. Put yourself first, even when it comes down to contemplating forgiveness. You know what's also interesting? is that some people may think that by putting their name on the list first, that it's like saying that they did something wrong in the relationship. Absolutely not. When we look up the word forgiveness and then we compare it to our own personal definition of that same concept, forgiveness is a concept, okay? So when we look at that and compare, we will often find that it takes a certain amount of, uh, when we forgive, it's a gift. So that's another way of looking at it. Are you giving a gift to the narcissist? Well, first of all, I hope you already know that you are a gift. You Really? Do we really need the narcissist to validate that? Just think about it, you know? Uh, this is something that I thought about. Do I really need the narcissist? That that relates to the closure. Do I need the narcissist to help me with the closure? Do I need do I really need him or her to validate me? Of course, we all love this in a relationship. We love to be validated. But when we're dealing with an individual or people who have shown us over and over again that they are either unwilling or incapable of validating us, well then, hey, you know, that's the reality. It is what it is. And sometimes we got to take off the rose-colored glasses and just face that, right? And that's how the healing can also begin. But when it boils down to being validated, it's often correlating or relating to the closure. So when you're forgiving, that's a gift. Why not give that to yourself first? So on the priority list, your name should go first on the list of those to forgive. Why not put your name first? Give yourself that gift. You think the narcissist is going to give you a gift? Absolutely not. Not willingly anyway, right? (laughs) 
So this is what I mean by, you know, the old versus the new contracts and the priority lists when it comes down to contemplating forgiveness. When contemplating forgiveness of the narcissistic relationship or narcissist. In some cases, it goes hand in hand, right? So recognizing the cycle of narcissism. What do I, what I say, when I'm really boiling down to, or what I'm really getting to here is when we recognize the cycle of narcissism in a relationship with a narcissist personality, that is very powerful when contemplating forgiveness. Why? Because we gain clarity. A person can gain clarity. What's one of the things that they can have a revelation about is that by giving the gift, what is that gift? Forgiving, partnering. That's what that means. When you look up the word forgiveness, it means to pardon. That's part of the definition anyway, right? So when a person discovers or they have the revelation that they're still giving to someone who has a strong sense of entitlement, that's that's very powerful. That's a breakthrough. So when contemplating forgiveness, sometimes this is what we discover. And that is, we're still giving too much, perhaps. We're still giving to a person who just takes and takes and takes. Exploits in a relationship. So when a person contemplates forgiveness and they choose it, it's it's great. It's a gift that they can give to themselves. But why give that same gift to anyone, not just a narcissist personality, but to anyone who has record of showing that they will not appreciate it? That's almost like, you know, just picture in your mind for a minute, a person or yourself that is giving a gift to someone who keeps refusing it. And it doesn't matter why they're refusing it. But they're refusing it. They're saying, no, 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 I don't want the gift. I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't want it. <laughs> but perhaps you're the one that, you know, just picture it in your mind for a minute. You or someone else, right? They they continue to give that gift to someone who is clearly saying, no, 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 no. I don't want it. They're refusing it. So we all have priority to make these choices, though, from moment to moment, from person to person, from relationship to relationship, from place to place. We have the free will to make choices, So this is what I mean by recognizing the cycle of narcissism in a relationship. That revelation could be that perhaps you're still giving. By forgiving, you're still giving. You see what I'm saying? You're still giving. And when I say you, I mean just in general. Okay, I'm speaking from experience, by the way. Still giving, still giving, still giving, still giving. And the other one, the other person is doing what? The narcissist in, in question is doing what? They're taking, they're taking, they're taking. See? And <clears throat> again, this is the perfect polarity, which reflects a parallel reality on another level in a narcissist relationship. So when you're forgiving, and if you have the narcissist's name on that priority list or that list of forgiving first, or before your name, well, then you're still giving. You're still giving. Don't you? Perhaps you have already realized that you're giving too much in the relationship and the narcissist is taking a lot. So forgiving 
the narcissist before forgiving yourself may also, you know, be a reflection of that. Could be just a thought. <laughs> okay. So the sunken place. All right. The sunk. Sometimes I like to say the stunken sunken place. When contemplating forgiveness, this is huge. The sunken place. Because remember, that's one of the steps. Contemplating forgiveness means to look at where are you? What can you handle right now? So where are you? Perhaps in the sunken place. It stinks down there, right? Perhaps. (laughs) But here's the thing. The narcissist, should they choose to try and hoover a person back in? Where do you think they're going to look for the person? They're not going to look for them amongst the living. In other words, making deals, living their best life, right? The, the narcissist is not going to look for someone that they have obtained source supply from already or in the past. They're not going to look for them amongst the living. They're going to look for them in the stunk and sunken place where they left them. Picture a dog sniffing around on the ground for that bone that they buried a dog has a sense of fear and a sense of smell. So when a narcissist, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody a dog, but I'm, this is just a reference, an analogy. The, the narcissists tend to sniff around. They're, they're sniffing. They're looking, you know, they're sniffing for that, the sunken place, the stunken, sunken place where they want to perhaps hoover somebody back in. They're not going to look for them amongst the living A lot of people, you know, they may overlook that when they're contemplating forgiving the narcissist relationship or the narcissist themselves. They they may overlook that. Very common. So don't beat yourself up for that. You know, this is something that came to me a while ago. All right. So uh, the narcissist is not going to look for the person amongst the living. They're going to look for them in the sunken place where they left them. So sometimes the anger can set in. When a person realizes this, the the anger may remain long after a person so-called forgives the narcissistic relationship or the narcissist. Okay, they they that's why the anger sets in. The pain is still there because they put the narcissist first. This is one of the main issues of a narcissistic relationship, is when the narcissist is being placed first. The person who is loving and they're giving, right? Which is very beautiful, by the way. Here's the problem. The narcissist takes and exploits. That's the problem. But again, the perfect polarity, see, is reflection of a parallel reality. You're experiencing the relationship one way and the narcissist is experiencing it in another. Here's the reality. You're giving, therefore the narcissist is benefiting from that and they are taking and you are not benefiting so much from that in a good way. See, this is what a lot of us have gone through. Yours truly as well, being involved in a narcissist relationship. Okay? So, uh, being 100% in Okay, let me break that down. When contemplating forgiveness, a person, um, one of the things that is going to be very good to look at is, does the narcissist feel like they're doing God's will? Now, I don't mean to get all philosophical or religious on you guys or too spiritual. I'm just breaking something down here. This is one of the things that a person probably will be well to do 
is, is when they're contemplating forgiveness, think about that. The narcissist has a strong sense of entitlement. So they may be feeling or thinking that they're doing God's will when they treat you a certain way. Do you feel, this is just a critical question. Do you think or feel that you're doing God's will by loving them and forgiving them? So let's flip that for a minute. Let's look at the, the same, the, the opposite side of the same coin. And that is the narcissist may also have it just as much as a strong conviction as you do. The narcissist may be totally convinced that they are doing God's will when they are in that narcissist relationship with you, treating you the way that they do. And you're on the other side. See, again, the perfect polarity. You're on the other side totally convinced that you okay you have a strong conviction as well loving them caring for them doing right by them forgiving them again taking the weight of your love and the weight of the narcissist contempt and placing it on that scale and they turn out to be even balanced the perfect polarity right there So when contemplating forgiveness, it is an intimate and personal thing. My overall message in this is when contemplating forgiveness, it is very intimate and personal because it is about you. It is not about the narcissist or anyone else. Give yourself that gift. If you're going to give the gift, why not put yourself on the list first, especially when you're talking about a narcissist. They've already been taking a lot, right? <laughs> they have been taking so much. You have been given so much and they have been taking, right? Yeah. So God's will, really? Is it God's will? I'm just saying, just look at the both sides of that. 100% in. Just in picture, you know, if you don't want to picture the skill, uh, picture a seesaw. You're sitting on one side, narcissist sitting on the other. And y'all swing up and down, right? (laughs) And then let's just say you both stop swinging. You stop moving and you just let go. You just just sit there. And then that, it it becomes balanced. Okay, when that happens is the narcissist is not lower or higher on that seesaw than you are. You're not lower or higher than the narcissist. Your eat is, is leveled. The seesaw is now leveled. And this is because your your capacity to love is level or equates to the narcissist's capacity to feel contempt. It is what it is. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it is what it is. This is often why people have a hard time forgiving the unforgivable when it comes down to a narcissist relationship. Okay, so uh, the narcissist gets them in the mind first. Narcissists often do. They get them in the mind first. It starts in the mind. Very often on the Luminous Star channel, that's what I say. It starts in the mind, not the behind. Right? The narcissist gets the person in the mind first, not the heart. Emotional blackmail, emotional uh, manipulation, right? When the narcissist does that, especially a covert narcissist, this is what's going on. The narcissist gets people in the mind first. The narcissist doesn't get a person in the heart first. I know it seems that way. 
but they get them in the mind first. Because once the narcissist, ask a narcissist, right? Well, you may not want to ask them that, but <laughs> when you look at how the narcissist operates or a narcissist's personality, they often will choose to be in the center of a person's mind, not their heart. See, they can get that later. Once, you know, and this is just in general, when a person gets a person in the mind, they can get everything else from him or her. They can control them to a certain degree because they got them in the mind first. So narcissists often will get people in the mind first. That's another thing to, con- when a person is contemplating forgiving a narcissist relationship or the narcissist, that's something else to, to look at. Where did the narcissist get them first? Most of the time, a person will find out the narcissist got them in the mind first, not the heart. Yeah, so forgiveness really is an intimate and personal thing. So what are you giving? That's the first critical question. What are you giving? What are you, is it a gift? Who are you giving it to? See, sometimes it's not about why we forgive. It it really isn't. Sometimes it's not about that. It's about what you're forgiving. The narcissist has not asked for forgiveness. In most cases, narcissists don't ask from an authentic place for forgiveness. So why are you still giving a gift to someone who is refusing it? Don't even feel like they is rendered forgiveness, right? The narcissist often will behave as if they're they're saying it. You know, you almost hear them say it. They don't feel like they've done anything to render forgiveness. This is often why they 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 behave as if they don't have any remorse or consciousness about hurting others and causing damages, right? Or injury. So here's another critical question. Who are you giving it to? I think I know I asked that already, right? But here's another critical question, though. When you are choosing to give that gift of forgiveness, what are you forgiving it for? What are you giving it for? What are you giving the gift for? So it's who you're giving it to, but why? But, you know, it's not always why you give it, but for what? What are you giving it for? Sometimes it is the why, but sometimes it's not. So what are you forgiving? And For what? Who are you giving it to? First, your name goes on that list that I was talking about. Put your name first. Give yourself the gift. Why are you giving yourself that gift? Well, you can break that down better than me or anyone else. Who is getting that gift? You. (laughs) Right? You're giving yourself that gift. Before you give it to the narcissist or someone else. When you look at the word forgive, it's very interesting. The word for and give are merged together. Forgive. Which is which is why I'm sharing those critical questions. I had this revelation myself a while ago. Right? What am I forgiving? Who am I forgiving? What for? Is my name on the list to forgive people? Is my name on the list first? Yeah, I went through all of that. Contemplating forgiveness. You know, forgiving and forgiveness. So... Forgive. Let's look, just look at the word. Forgive. What are you giving and what for? Who are you giving it to? So when we look at how the hive mind is amplified 
in a narcissistic relationship, it can actually blow the mind. Network of a third party situation. Network of third party relationships. Narcissists often like to have those. And why am I mentioning a network of third party relationships? Well, because when we contemplate forgiveness, we often overlook how the narcissist is right in the center of the narcissist relationship, right where they want to be in the center. They want all your attention. They want to be, they want to be the center of your world. They want to be the, the, the cause of your pleasure and your pain. You get where I'm going with this. They want to be right in the center of your mind, especially not your heart. See, they figure they can get that later. So a network of third party relationships, the narcissist is right in the middle. This is where the hive mind is amplified. Okay, so that means when you look at a, at a queen bee, when you look at it, you know, you may have seen it on the animal channel or something, right? When you look at the queen bee, right in the center, there she is. She's moving around, she's doing her thing, but look at the other bees around her. They're tuned into her. That's how the narcissist operates in the third party relationship. They're right in the center. Everybody else in that network of third party, they're tuned into the narcissist. So when we contemplate forgiving the narcissist relationship, when we contemplate forgiving narcissists, that's something to think about. That's something to consider. So where are you in the network of third party situations or third party relationships with a narcissist? Just something to think about there. The hive mind is amplified in the third party situation with a narcissist. Whatever the narcissist wants, simply this is what I'm saying. Whatever the narcissist wants, Whatever they need, everybody's attending to the narcissist and they may be self-sacrificing. Okay? They, and this is what the narcissist will like. So once again, by placing the narcissist's name before yours, when it comes down to giving a gift of forgiving or forgiveness, well, that is why sometimes a person may still feel angry after they have so-called forgiven. So that hive mind is amplified in a network of third-party relationships or situations with a narcissist. Because the narcissist is still being placed first. They're right in the center. This is often why I say when contemplating forgiveness, please consider, that's step number one, consider where you are and who you are at that very moment. Do not, try not to force yourself into doing something you're not ready for. Yeah, sometimes people are not ready to do that, but they, they but they they go ahead because they want to be a good person. Nothing wrong with being a good person. But the narcissist often will exploit a person's capacity to love, to forgive, to to be nourishing, caring, and so forth. So why not give yourself forgiveness first? Give yourself that gift first. Why not? Because after all, in a narcissist relationship, a lot of us who have been in these relationships have come to realize that we didn't put ourselves first. That was part of the problem, right? We didn't put ourselves first. So, you know, there are several signs to look for. 
that can provide you a good idea of when it's time to detach from narcissistic codependent relationships. Okay, so that's the first tool. Tool number one. Okay, manage your expectations. And this, what does, what does that mean? Emotional discipline. So when the narcissist does and says something to perhaps trigger, okay, trigger you, mm-hmm, right? Been there, done that. <laughs> okay. Then you're not so reactionary. You're choosing to respond. To, you know, it's nothing wrong with naturally responding to something that goes on in a narcissist relationship, whether it's natural or not. Whatever's going, whatever that thing is in the narcissist relationship, it may be natural, it may not be natural. But you choose to respond, to naturally respond, or it is natural to respond to something like that in a relationship. You, you're, you perhaps you feel hurt, angry, what have you. So it's time to detach from narcissistic relationships. A lot of narcissist relationships has subtle signs of codependency. Okay, so there are several signs to look for that provide you a good idea when it's time to detach. When it's time to detach. Denial, right? When you deny, this is the when. When is the time to detach? When you're in denial, when you deny that the quality of your relationship or relationships with narcissists or other cluster personality types, okay, has become very poor over time. Remember I was talking about it doesn't tend to change. The narcissist is fixed. They may feel like they're doing God's will. They may think they're doing God's will by mistreating you. You may also have equally a strong conviction that you're doing God's will by loving the narcissist, forgiving the narcissist. Nothing wrong with that, but I just want want y'all to see that picture. You all in 100. You're all in 100. They're all in 100. So it's, it's, it's it's that perfect polarity again that I was talking about. So, you know, you, you won't be able to love, care, support, console, negotiate, bargain, rescue, or explain well enough why those relationships with a narcissist are not in alignment with why you even exist. Man, I'm telling y'all, when I got that revelation, blew me away. I had to sit down and take a moment <laughs> on that one. But, you know, your purpose is not to change others, but to realize that you are here to change yourself. It goes right back to the the free will of making choices. So when we find the grace and the good in every goodbye, it's powerful. Okay, so, you know, making, making sure that perhaps in your life, you are challenging yourself. You're challenging yourself to make choices that will bring about necessary change. That's huge right there, especially when you're contemplating forgiving the narcissist relationship. Find heaven in every hello. Life tends to reward people who find the love to let people go, to let places go, and the things go that are not within alignment of their life or in alignment to their life. It's not, you know, it's not demonizing anybody. 
okay? It's about realizing the reality. It's about realizing that by choosing to let go, you're demonstrating your growth. How are you outgrowing the narcissist relationship? You're, accept- you're taking the rose-colored glasses off and accepting that you're outgrowing the narcissist relationship. Narcissists tend to be stuck under arrested development. They don't like change, yet you're embracing change. You're realizing you're changing. Okay? So that's tool number two. Accept that you're changing. Accept that you're outgrowing the relationship. It may be very painful, but at least you are accepting this. This is part of your growth. Every life has purpose. We we all have a story, even the narcissist. <laughs> okay? There's a story behind the story. There's a story. And life is a gift regardless of the challenges that it brings. So your life has purpose, my life has purpose. We have we're experiencing this thing called life is a gift regardless of the challenges right <laughs> so just wanted to share that with y'all it, you know this narcissist thing this narcissist relationship thing this narcissism thing a lot of people millions of people all over the world have been dealing with this for quite some time so when you accept that you are outgrowing the relationship that is very powerful okay so you know it, that's when it's time to detach by the way when you accept that you're outgrowing the relationship, it's time to detach at that point. This is not to lose yourself. When I say detach, this don't mean shut down yourself and the world and just say to hell with it. I'm not having a relationship with nobody. No, 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 no. That's not what this is. This means to to celebrate your capacity to love, your capacity to connect, your capacity to, to continue to thrive on regardless of your experiences with narcissist relationship or narcissism. That's what the, well, this is what I'm talking about here. So when you're contemplating forgiveness, that relates to that as well. You're thriving forward. You're demonstrating your growth. You have found a healthy way to detach from the narcissist relationship as well as forgiving it by giving yourself that gift first. Forgive. Look at the word forgiveness. For and give. It's right there. Okay. So, you know, these challenges are often designed to help us, right? What are the challenges I'm talking about? Challenges of a narcissist relationship. They're designed to help us grow, to learn the lessons. When you learn the lessons, you don't have to repeat certain things. Once the lesson is learned, right, you can graduate, move on to the next third and final tool. Continue to thrive forward. Okay, I know that sounds, you know, <laughs> you know, pretty simple, but it is. It's powerful though. Continue to thrive forward. Don't have lot wife a syndrome. You keep looking back, hoping for a new change or a different something to change, you know, to change in the narcissist. No. We all see the connection for various reasons. But guess what? The narcissist doesn't care about the connection. It's all about the control. So third and final tool, once again, continue to thrive forward. Until next time, take care of yourselves as well as each other.